I know from past experience that I am only awarded three questions to get to the root of the problem. Any more in the additional pressure of having to answer questions he doesn't know the answer to will cause a meltdown to accompany the deathly screams we are currently experiencing. I break it down into simple, easy-to-manage sentences. Once again this boy, who can speak so well about subjects that mean so little, can't find the words to express himself when it really matters. Show Daddy where it hurts. Everywhere, he screams, clutching himself tighter. Is it inside or outside? Both! His voice going up an octave to remind me I only have one more question left before we go to the place we don't want to go. I offer the solution I always offer, the only thing I know. Let's try to go to the toilet. And off we hobble to the bathroom. The change of scenery, the cold tiles under bare feet, helping to calm him. The pain still comes in waves, but quieter now. He's going to live. So we're off school today. He still has pains in his stomach. I think. And that's just it. I think. It's just guesswork. I'm still none the wiser as to what's wrong. Everything manifests itself as pain in the stomach for him. Anxiety, stress, depression, appendicitis, all have the same symptoms. And they just serve as a reminder that, despite his fluency, the words just won't come when it really matters. This boy who can talk until the end of time itself about how to make a diamond pickaxe in Minecraft can't find the words to tell someone he's hurting. And that makes me really sad a little bit. My son's not Rayman blog. Now, settle down, class. It feels like this should be the part of the book where I offer up the definitive answer to what is autism. I will enlighten you with my wit and wisdom as I describe perfectly the condition and how it affects those with a diagnosis. Worldwide diagnosis rates vary hugely. Currently it's estimated there are 1 in 100 people in the UK and as many as 1 in 68 in the US. Except... I just can't do it. Apparently the family have lived with autism for coming up to 13 years now, but I don't know if I'm any closer to defining the condition than I was when I first typed the word into that ageing computer all those years ago. Each and every day the boy continues to baffle, amaze, frustrate and confuse me in equal measure. And that's just the way things should be. I can't describe autism to you as if I'm some sort of expert, because all I know is his story. He no more represents every autistic person than I represent every middle-aged man with green eyes. If I've become an expert on anything over the years, it's him. Just him. And even he evades me most of the time. The internet is a strange and mystical place where you can find pretty much anything if you want to. Fancy finding a link between the speed of toenail growth and the likelihood of a cardiac arrest before the age of 40? 
search for long enough and it's there. The same applies to autism. Enter the behaviour that is of concern and soon enough you will have documented proof that there exists a link between that and autism. I'd like to tell you that when I read the search results ten years ago as they tumbled onto the screen, it felt like someone was describing my son perfectly. It didn't. And in so many ways, it still doesn't. Much of what I read didn't match my son at all. The repetitive body movements, an intense interest in certain objects, the lining up of toy cars. He was more likely to smash a toy car to pieces than place it in a perfect line with others. For each of the criteria he seemed to meet, there were another two he didn't. Maybe if things had been more straightforward, we'd have pushed for more help earlier.